This is the NFL Draft Bible Spotlight Show. Connecting players with football industry professionals since 2002. It's what we do. Welcome everyone to this fourth edition of this series. I am Ryan Roberts for NFLDraftBible.com. This is a prospect spotlight edition for the 2020 NFL Draft class. Had the opportunity to talk to Coach McCarty earlier today, to Coach Fairchild as well. And I have now a young man that I'm really excited about being able to catch a, a bit of him on film. He was at the NFL PA Bowl this year. His his quarterback coaches, everyone around this young man, just speak the world of him. And, uh, you know, before I introduce him, make sure you follow everything NFLDraftBible.com. Our draft Bible just came in the mail. It looks wonderful. If you don't have it, you're really missing out on a valuable resource for this 2020 NFL Draft. I have on the line with me. I have to interview, uh, introduce him now. I have Mr. Nick Tiano, who is a quarterback out of Tennessee Chattanooga, originally out of Mississippi State, ended up transferring, was there the latter part of the Dak Prescott years, had the uh, quarterback battle with Nick Fitzgerald, ended up not going his way, but he ended up in a great opportunity here back home at Chattanooga. Nick, inviting you into the show, man. I really appreciate you taking the time. Looking forward to diving deeper into your story. Yeah, yes, sir. Thanks so much for having me on, and I uh, really appreciate you doing it. I'm looking forward to talking some more. Oh, a- absolutely, man. And I, I know we're going to talk about Mississippi State first because I want to give the the fans, just the uh, listeners, a glimpse into your story. You know, in segments a little bit. Obviously, like I said before, you ended up at Mississippi State, coming out of Baylor School uh, in in Chattanooga, and you ended up there in the SEC. And when I talked to Coach McCarty, and I saw the video that you guys did breaking down some film and doing all that types of stuff. You mentioned, you know, you were a lightly recruited guy early in your career, but you ended up, obviously you got the the scholarship offer from University of Miami, and then they just started rolling in. You ended up in the SEC with Coach Mullen. Talk to me a little bit, Nick, about your time at Mississippi State and just what you were able to learn from Coach Mullen and that great staff down there. Yeah, no, I think Coach Mullen and his staff are, are one of the best in the country. Um, you know, I'm so thankful for that experience, getting to play for those guys. Um, you know, for me, coming out of high school, obviously, you look at uh, Coach Mullen's track record with quarterbacks, uh, it speaks for itself. Um, you know, Alex Smith, Tim Tebow, Chris Leak, Dak Prescott, all these guys he's had play um, at such a high level. So that was so appealing to me. Um, you know, so I got to go down there and learn from learn from him and a great coaching staff. And then, like you mentioned, um, with Dak being there for my first season, um, you know, as a young player, that was just an invaluable experience. Um, you know, the way he did everything on and off the field, the way he worked, the way he led. Uh, the way he prepared, um, you know, I was able to just kind of soak in all that information and watch him do it um, and then go perform every Saturday. Um, you know, I just took so much from that. And, you know, I credit so much of the player that I am, the leader that I am, uh, the way I prepare and work uh, to, you know, to watching him do it. So he set the example for me at an early age. And a part of that example, Nick, is obviously you're you're talking to, you know, one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL now, Dak Prescott of the Dallas Cowboys, who – Coming out, uh, you you got to see the glimpses of the best of Dak, you know, in his college career. Do you ever kind of get an opportunity to maybe sit back for a second, maybe measure yourself up to him a little bit, and just kind of look at him and say, you know, I he can do that. I know I can do it too. I have the utmost confidence in myself, and I know that I can compete at the highest level. Yeah, no doubt. You know, we spent you know hours and hours out on the field throwing together, watching film, all that kind of stuff. Uh, so, you know, I used to tell myself that, you know, I was 18 years old, I was watching this guy that was, 
Heisman candidate, you know, future NFL draft choice, you know, like you said, sizing myself up, you know, how do I compare? And, um, you know, he was always just a great voice of confidence for me. Um, a great positive voice, you know, telling me that, you know, I could be great. I, I just got to put the work in. He always believed in me from the beginning. Um, and that was so huge for me coming from a guy that I had so much respect for that was in exactly the place that I wanted to be in five years. Um, it, it was just, it was a huge relationship and a huge, uh, a huge mentor for me um, early in my career. So, I mean, obviously we, we need to jump ahead a little bit and, and you end up back home playing at Tennessee Chattanooga, which of course everyone knows, you know, Terrell Owens coming out of there, which is obviously a nice spokesperson for the team, obviously for the school. And, and you were able to, you know, go back to a place I'm sure you're very comfortable with, obviously with family there. And you, you played at a program where you were very successful, you know, looking at the 5,825 yards, 35 touchdowns through the air, 10 more on the ground, nine just this past season. When you're looking back on that transition, what are some of your favorite moments going back home, playing at the University of uh, Tennessee Chattanooga, and maybe just a little glimpse into how happy your family was that you came back home? Yeah, no, that was that was such a huge part of it. Um, you know, not many guys get to play college football in the town they grew up in, um, family and friends so close by. Um, you know, so I was able to have a huge crowd of my own people, all my loved ones um, at every game, and that was so special. Um, you know, this is just a great university, a great place to play. Like you said, a great history. You know, I had the chance there with it being FCS to transfer and play immediately, which was exactly what I wanted. Um, you know, got to play for three years there and, and just had such a great time. So, so many great memories, great experiences. Um, I think, you know, going through that whole transition kind of made me who I am as a person, a player today. And, uh, you know, I'm extremely thankful for it. Mm -hmm. and, and I know when I talked to Coach McCarty and, and I listened to the video, he, he talked a little bit about the transition you had to make from your junior year at Chattanooga to your senior year, obviously coaching change, which meant there was a scheme change offensively. You went from a lot of pro style um, terminology and a pro style system to more of a spread air raid. How tough for you, Nick was, was just that transition. Cause I know it's, it's not easy to change something the last, you know, latter part, latter stages of your career. How tough was that transition and how much did that make you a better player? Maybe just being able to pick up on different um, schematic, um, responsibilities and just terminology yeah so um like you said you know my uh, sophomore and junior seasons um you know I was able to play in uh you know true pro style offense I had the ability to make all the checks and calls at the line of scrimmage in the run game pass protection um changing routes you know based on coverage pretty much the freedom to do whatever I wanted to do um like you said the terminology and the verbiage and all the all the language of an NFL offense and um, I love that I was really comfortable with that and, uh, you know, I felt that if I, if I put the work in during the week and prepared um, with our, you know, we had extensive game plans, but I would have the ability to play well on Saturday. Kind of found myself in a rhythm uh, and was able to play at a pretty high level. Um, and then, you know, obviously my, my head coach left and took another job and um, we had a new staff came in and they're great guys and great coaches and they're going to do a great job at Chattanooga going forward. Um, but it definitely was a lot different for me. You know, I uh, went from that spread or from that pro style system to, uh, to a true spread you know, no huddle, uh, play as fast as you can kind of system. Uh, you know, no, not to change at the line, not as much freedom for me. Um, you know, more RPOs, asking me to run the ball a little bit more. So it was different. Um, there's a big transition, and uh, we definitely struggled as a team and myself early in the season, um, kind of making that change and, and adjusting to the system and the way we were playing. Um, and it definitely took some time. Uh, definitely struggled, but, I, you know, I just tried to fight through it, lead through it keep the guys working, keep myself working and staying positive. Um, and I think, you know, by the second half of the season, uh, we all started playing a little better, kind of came together, 
um, started putting one foot in front of the other and, and really improved and uh, kind of figured it out. So it was good. And like you said, you know, I played in now uh, three different systems in college, and I think that's only going to help me going forward, uh, learning to pick up a new offense and, and be able to go play and execute at a high level um, pretty quick because that happens, that happens a lot in the NFL. And it's really interesting, Nick, because, you know, talking to Coach McCarty, talking to Coach Fairchild, they all – they both had some incredible things to say with you as far as, you know, football IQ and being able to pick things up and all that types of stuff. And it's, it's, I mean, I can't voice enough how important that is. One thing that I really got into coach McCarty a little bit, that was a little off topic, but you know, we all go on tangents sometimes talking about football was that what you just said, being able to make checks at the line, being able to process things, change protections, whatever it is, you know, understanding what's happening from a pre to post snap, um, kind of uh, transition. That's the that's the stuff that I loved with like an, a kind of an old fashioned point of view. And one thing we talked about was the XFL game. And while it was it was very entertaining before all this stuff hit, one thing I don't like actually was the fact of like you you heard the um, the the signals and everything up into the snap of the football. The, the quarterback coaches, the offensive coordinators, the head coaches, whoever it is, making those adjustments are telling the quarterback this is what you should be looking at. This is what we should be doing. This is the play we should be in. I don't like that, man. I'd like the guys to have that freedom at the line to make adjustments. For you, how vital is that part of your game, and how much do you just love being able to be in full charge of the system? Yeah, no. I mean, I like to think that's one of my biggest strengths. That's the way I like to play the game. Um, you know, uh, I've been a football fan my whole life. I'm sure as you have. Um, you know, I think the guys that are successful in the NFL are the guys that, you know, they're, they're the smartest. They know what's going on pre-snap and how to transition that post-snap, how to make those checks, how to be in the right play all the time, you know, where to go with the ball, being on time, being accurate. Um, I think you look throughout history of, of the draft and just the league in general, um, there's so many guys that, have, that are big and have strong arms and, and all the physical tools, but uh, the guys that play for a long time at a high level, I think that's what it comes down to, your ability to uh, kind of diagnose defenses, get yourself in the right play, and, uh, you know, be able to execute like that at a really high level. Mm-hmm. And, and I needed to ask a little bit about, because I, I work with Rick Saratella, who was one of the scouts for the NFL PA Bowl this past year. Um, and, you know, he he's he spoke praises of you as well for what you did in the game. Obviously, you were the MVP of the game. Talk to me a little bit about just the NFL PA Bowl experience, what that week was like, and just how rewarding it was for you to end the week as the MVP. Yeah, no, that was uh, that was an incredible experience. Definitely something I'll never forget. Um, you know, the NFLPA did an amazing job with that whole week. Uh, they, you know, it was first class all, all the way through. So we had a great time playing the game. But you know, for me, it was it was just such a huge experience because you know playing at an FCS school, we're on national TV every Saturday. So um, every bit of extra exposure, um, guys like me can get. It's huge. So to be able to go out there and, and play on the same level as a lot of the guys that played in the Power Five conferences in front of scouts and the coaches, um, and everybody that was there was was just huge. So um, it was an opportunity I didn't take lightly. Uh, I tried to make the most out of every day, um, every interview with every scout. You know all those kind of things. And um, you know I, I felt like it was a great week. Learned from a ton of great coaches. You know NFL Hall of Famers, guys who have played in the league and coached in the league for years and years. Um, you know, it's just so huge for me to learn and just soak up so much more knowledge and experience going forward through this process. And then, um, like you said, you know, the game was just kind of the icing on the cake. It was, uh, you know, great night, had a ton of fun, uh, was able to make a couple of big plays and, um, you know, definitely a great way to end the week, like you said. And I know now you have a couple awesome guys in your cor- in your corner. I mean, we talk about Coach Fairchild, who is 
I think he told me 32 years of experience coaching in college football and NFL, one of the best quarterback coaches around, has a real – I mean, his eye is absolutely insane. Some of the stuff I just – Learn from him, you know, and I, I feel like I, I'm very well versed in, in the game of football, in the game of, you know, playing quarterback and everything. And I just soaked up so much knowledge of him, just talking to him for a few minutes. And then you got Coach Warren McCarty, who is renowned as well. He's a great quarterback coach, warrior quarterback. And, and I, I want to ask a little bit about the ability to play, to, um, to learn from those guys, to be able to be coached by them, trained by them. How have you, how have you been able to just soak up that much knowledge and what has it just been like to be able to co- be coached under those types of great minds? No, it's been, uh, no, it, it's been amazing. I'm so thankful for both of those guys. Um, you know, it's great to work with guys who are really good at what they do, but it's also great to work with guys who believe in you and both of those guys have for me since day one. Um, and you know, that means as much as anything. So, um, you know, like you said, with coach Fairchild, um, you know, his, his experience coaching the NFL in college, um, he brings so much to the table. Um, you know, he's so smart. His football mind is as good as anybody I've been around. And like you said, his eye, um, you know, if I miss a throw by, you know, six inches, he knows exactly why. So he's been, he's been so huge helping me out. And then, you know, Warren on the flip side, same thing. He's got a different, different eye for the game than Steve does, but that's great for me, you know, because I get, I get two different angles of everything. They're different guys. They teach different things. Um, I've got them both in my corner. They're both unbelievable coaches. Um, I, I think I've gotten so much better f- from working with both of them. Uh, they both see different things and, and both help me out in different ways. And um, I think that's been so huge for me going through this process. And Nick, if I had to ask you, because obviously there's going to be some baseline attributes that I'm sure a quarterback coach is going to look at and say, you know, Nick Tiano does that pretty well already. You know, we, we might not need to spend as much time on that. What are some things that you felt pretty confident in going into that training? And maybe what are some things that you've seen the most improvement on during that process? Yeah, so I think, um, you know, I'm not want to talk about myself much, but, uh, you know, I definitely think arm strength, um, athleticism are two things that, um, have always come pretty naturally to me, um, you know, and I, I think uh, the biggest things for me to improve on were, were my feet kind of being quick, getting in the right spots uh, to make accurate throws, and then just being consistent. Um, you know, you can't you can't hit the 50-yard post for a touchdown and then miss the five-yard out for a first down, you know, so kind of making all those throws, all the range of throws on an extremely consistent basis, being extremely accurate, um, and that's been the big emphasis with uh, with both of those coaches is just, uh, you know, if I need to put the ball on the outside, put the ball on the outside. You know, you can't miss in the NFL. Those DBs, those guys are really good. <laughs> you know, they get paid a lot of money too. So uh, being consistent, being accurate on every throw and, um, you know, finding a way to get that done from all kind of different drops and positions and angles. And I wanted to ask you kind of an interesting one, Nick. It's I feel like everyone now is going to be trying to find, you know, the next Patrick Mahomes, and, and that's not – it just doesn't come around, man, and that's no offense to anybody. Like that's just a special talent being able to do some of the things, you know, off off scripts, off a platform, different arm angles. Like it's it's not traditional things for you. That's going through this process now with, with the coaches you have, trying to keep everything, you know, kind of in rhythm, upper body, lower body connected, all those types of things. How much? of it is an impulse factor. Cause I know obviously you're going to have to do some things off scripts, uh, you know, out of structure at what points focusing on your technique, does your, your kind of just your impulse take over to know that like, Hey, sometimes I have to do things in imperfect situations and I have to do things a little off script. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that's such a huge part of the NFL in today's game. Uh, like you mentioned with Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, all these guys, Russell Wilson, you know, their their playmaking ability is kind of what sets them apart. And, uh, you know, these pass rushers have gotten so good. You've got to be able to move around. you got to be able to throw off platform. Um, you know, and that's one of the coolest things about Coach Fairchild. Um, you know, when he was with the Chargers, he did a study on Phillip Rivers. And um, I don't remember the exact number, but, I, you know, it was it was under 30% of his passes for the entire 16-game season were perfect, you know, on-platform throws. So over 70% of his throws were moving off his back foot, you know, all, moving in the pocket, all those kind of things. So I think it's so huge to work that stuff. Um, you know, like I said, with those NFL, those pass rushers are good. They're getting to you. Um, you got to find a way to deliver the ball accurately. Like you said, those impulse, you know, playmaking ability, all that stuff comes up all the time. You see it every Sunday. Um, so as important as it is to be able to take a five-step drive and throw an out route, uh, you also got to be able to escape out of the pocket and make big plays um, with your legs and your arm like that. And, and I love that statistic, man. It just shows how much the game is changing. And, and I know for players like you, I'm sure you've been watching probably a lot of film on guys over the years, maybe some people that you really try to monitor your game after a little bit. Are, are there players that come to mind for you? Guys that you say, I want to be like him, take things from his game, try to model yourself after a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, from a young age, I've always tried to watch, try to watch all those guys. You know, I've wanted to be an NFL quarterback my whole life. So that's, uh, you know, I've watched all those guys my whole life and tried to pick the best from each of them. Cause um, I think, you know, all these guys, they're great in different ways, you know, whether it's Drew Brees with his feet, his quick release, um, getting the ball out so quick and so accurately. Um, and then, you know, you got Mahomes, the playmaking ability, uh, Russell Wilson, his escapability. Um, you know, I love Andrew Luck. He was one of my favorite guys to watch because, you know, I felt like mentally he was extremely extremely prepared. He knew where to go with the ball. Um, you know, he kind of played like Manning and Brady, uh, these, these super smart, super prepared guys. Um, and I love the toughness and the leadership he played with. Um, you know, I think it's really important as a quarterback to be the toughest guy on the team. I think that's how you gain guys' respect, being able to stand in there, take a hit, and make a throw for a big play. Um, you know, and he did that all the time. You know, I, if you go back and watch his game film, he got beat up for four hours every Sunday. But – he stood in there and he made the throws and he was great for a long time. And, and that kind of brings me, that, that's a pretty clean transition, Nick. I thank you for that one. Cause when I was talking to coach McCarty, coach Fairchild, they gave me a couple guys that you remind them of, and this is high praise, man. So, so coach McCarty said, Andrew Luck, which you just referenced a little bit. Okay. And <laughs> coach Fairchild said, Josh Allen physically. Like when you hear that type of stuff from these type of quarterback coaches these type of people that have been around the game for such a long time seen some of the greats what what is your reaction to that man well hey, I, I i appreciate that i mean it's hard to um you know put yourself in company like that those are two extremely extremely talented guys and great players uh to be mentioned in that conversation is um you know definitely humbling so Hopefully I can uh, I can work my way up to their status here in a few years. <laughs> uh, hey, that's all you can do, man. And I know the greatest thing about the conversations I had earlier about you was when I asked them about you. You know, just tell me first impressions. What makes you special? They don't they don't talk about the physical attributes, even though we could. You know, six four plus, two hundred thirty five pounds, athlete, strong arm. Like there's obviously physical tools to be had, but they talked about you as a person, you as a perfectionist, you as a professional, for you, what separates you as a person and how, and how is that going to play to you being successful making this next transition? 
Yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of like I said earlier. Um, I think there's a ton of guys at every position with a lot of physical talent. Um, you look across college football and you can find a lot of guys that run fast and jump high, can throw the ball, catch the ball. Um, the guys that succeed at the highest level, um, they're the guys who do all the little things right. Watching the film, the extra film, preparing, um, eating the right foods, working out, staying in shape, um, doing the right things off the field, not going out every weekend and having a big time, but um, getting a good night's sleep, recovering, getting yourself ready to perform the next week. Um, and those are the little things that I'm always going to do. You know, I love the game of football. Um, I want to be as great as I possibly can be and, and reach my maximum potential and, and play this game for a long time. And uh, I'm going to do all those little things right. Um, you know, I'm, I'm never going to be the guy getting in trouble. Um, I'm never going to be the guy that's not prepared for practice and not prepared for the game. And, and I like to think those are the things that are going to separate me. Yeah, and I know, I know when guys are making their evaluations with you and, you know, just talking to you, the thing that's going to come up a lot is, does he love football? So, so Nick, just tell me, man, I already know just by listening to you talk, what does the game mean to you? You know, cliche, but the game is everything. I mean, you know, I started playing, um, well, you know, started playing the game in third grade, but I, you know, it used to sit and play Madden all night and day growing up before that, so... And I've loved football my entire life. Um, you know, when I was six, seven years old, I used to go out in the front yard and uh, and pretend I was the quarterback for, you know, the Steelers or the Titans, whatever the team was at the time. And, uh, and you know, so I've been dreaming about this for my whole life. Uh, I've loved football. It's given so much to me, so many uh, so many memories, so many relationships. It's shaped who I am today. Um, you know, I definitely want to play as long as I can because, it, you know, there, there's truly nothing like it to me. And I want to ask, I'd be remiss because obviously th- this interview was set up through 360 Sports. Uh, Craig Doman, who is who is your agent, who is your representative, talk to me a little bit about them. The selection process, obviously, I'm sure you were a guy talent-wise that had some options here. Why was Craig, 360 Sports, the best people to represent you and the people for you to work with? Yeah, so you know, like you said, there's definitely a ton of agents with, uh, with a lot of different things to offer. Um, but to me, the best part about um, you know Craig and and his wife, Teddy, in 360 Sports is, uh, man, they're just great people. You know, they care about not just Nick, the football player, but Nick, the person. Um, and they're constantly checking in on how I'm doing, um, what's going on in my life, not 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 if I worked out, not what teams have I talked to, um, just as a person. They just care. They're great people. Um, I, I know they're always going to do what's right for me and treat me like one of their own. And, um, you know, I think relationships like that are, are what this whole thing's all about. Oh, absolutely. And, and I know this draft process has probably been a little strange for you, you know, with, with, you know, we mentioned a little bit, the coronavirus and the pro days getting shut down and all that type of stuff. I know obviously you had the opportunity to play in the NFL PA bowl, which is huge. The all-star circuit. And I've seen some videos of you throwing and doing all those types of things for you. What are your biggest takeaways from this draft process? How has it been overall for you? And what are some things maybe that you're proud of during that you, during the process that you were able to show yourself a little bit? Yeah, no, it's been, it, it's been such a cool experience. You know I mean? All, all the guys in my situation for the past four or five years, we've been, uh, been, been student athletes. So to get the experience to just be a fo- wake up every day and be a football player, I get to wake up every day and go work to be a better football player. And that's so cool. I mean, that's what I've been dreaming about my whole life, you know. So it's been such a such a cool and unique process. Obviously got to, got to go train in, um, in Denver at Landau Performance with those guys and with those two quarterback coach, like we mentioned. Um, and, and, you know, early in the process, got to play in the NFL PA Bowl. And 
um, just the improvement that I've seen in myself, uh, kind of the growth, both mentally and physically, um, as a football player and just as a person, um, it's been really cool to see. And, um, you know, now we're getting here to the end, um, just having the chance to interview with these teams and, and kind of start to see uh, light at the end of the tunnel, um, you know, with the draft coming up. So, you know, really just looking forward to the future and, and really excited about what's to come. And, and I know some teams are probably really frustrated because obviously a big part of the evaluation is getting the players in-house, being able to talk to them face-to-face on the pro day circuit as well, being able to meet them, talk to them, just pick their brain a little bit. Skype meetings, is that what's happening now? Zoom, like what, what's kind of been the way that you've been talking and meeting with teams? Yeah, so just like FaceTime and Zoom um, are, are pretty much how I've been doing it. So, um, yeah, like you said, it's different, um, you know, for them, for sure. Um, you know, obviously I don't know anything different, but, you know, I would have loved the chance to go work out for teams. But uh, at the end of the day, we're making the most of it. Um, I've enjoyed talking to these teams, and, and uh, you know, I think I've built some really good relationships and had some great talks. Um, so, you know, I'm just looking forward to, to figuring out where we're going to land. And, and am I allowed to ask, Nick, you, you can avoid this question if you can. Can you tell me how many teams and, and maybe a couple of the teams that you've been able to talk to so far? Yeah, so we've talked probably close to a dozen teams, um, maybe a little more. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say uh, – <laughs> I don't know oh, if I'm good. allowed to say which teams. I don't want to get myself in any trouble here or anything. So. <laughs> Absolutely. I hear you, man. I hear you. Just very interested to see how, how many um, how many teams because, I, I mean, again, I, I know a couple really prestigious quarterback coaches, guys that have worked with a lot of people, have everything to say about you. So I'm not surprised to see that you've gotten – some opportunity already to talk to teams. I'm sure you have some more set up in the future, which is absolutely wonderful. Kind of, kind of, you know, nearing the end of this interview, I need to ask you, Nick, you know, as far as the blessing, the opportunity, we, you talked about how much you love football. It's easy to hear with every response, every answer, how much this means to you, for you, the opportunity to play professional football. What does that mean to you just to have that opportunity? It's, it's a dream come true. Um, you know, it's, it'll be a pretty cool and pretty unique experience to get to, uh, you know, just, just to put an NFL helmet on, you know, something I've been dreaming about since, like I said, since I was five years old, um, you know, something that I've worked extremely hard for, um, been through a lot of adversity in this journey, a lot of ups and downs. It was never easy for me. Um, you know, I feel like I've had to earn it every step of the way and I'm still doing that. Um, so, you know, I've got that chip on my shoulder that I still got so much to prove to so many people and, uh, I'm just looking forward to continuing to climb. Um, you know, whatever the start of this journey is, it, it's going to be the start for me. And um, I'm, I'm looking forward to turning it into turning it into the most that I can and making the most of this opportunity, this experience, and, and just enjoying all of it as it goes. Gotcha. And, and last question for you here for you, Nick, and I'll let you get out of here. For a team, a, a, um, a, a scout, a general manager, a front office executive, whatever it is that might be listening to this interview, a coach, what are they getting the moment Nick Tiano steps foot in the door? What are you potentially bringing to their organization that makes you the right fit and the right person to bring in? I think I'm everything they're looking for, to be honest. I mean, as a player, I'm, I'm going to put, I'm going to give you everything I have, put everything I have into it uh, to be the best that I can be and be everything as the team needs me to be. And as a person, I'm, you know, I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be an ambassador for the, for the franchise, for the organization. Um, you know, the type of person you want on your side, um, you, you know, wearing your colors. So um, I think they're getting a great guy, a great, a great teammate, a great leader, um, a hard worker, and uh, and hopefully a good football player. So uh, now I'm excited about it, and, and I really appreciate you taking the time to do this and looking forward to where this journey takes us. 
Absolutely. And that's going to conclude this four-part series, giving you guys an inside look into quarterback Nick Tiano out of Tennessee Chattanooga. It's been a pleasure. Part of this uh, part of this 2020 NFL Draft Spotlight Edition for NFLDraftBible.com. Ryan Roberts, again, a part of this series. Nick, want to thank you so much, man. It's been a blast just hearing you know the people working with you, their their interpretation, their impression of you, and just the ability to work with you. And I, I, it's very easy to see why they're so excited about your future. And I just can't thank you enough for taking some time, man. No, thank you so much. I really appreciate you doing it. I've, I've really enjoyed it. And um, hey, anytime, I'd love to do it again.